Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. So I'll begin by stating that I have full faith and support for America's great intelligence agencies, always have. This is really the Trump haters, and that's much of the media, trying to, anything he does, they're going to blow out of proportion. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't, or why it wouldn't be Russia. So... Uh, the most serious mistake of his presidency. That's what Newt Gingrich said. you got to take that seriously. And I think those were the right words in the right proportions to, to sum up what happened. It was a serious mistake. If you don't have a dialogue with Kim Jong-un, if you don't have a dialogue with Vladimir Putin, then we're sitting on the edge. The world is sitting on the edge of one nuclear power and one potential nuclear power, making this an unsafe world. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. President Donald Trump is straining to clarify his public undermining of American intelligence agencies, saying he simply misspoke when he said he saw no reason to believe Russia had interfered in the 2016 U.S. election. The president says, quote, the sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia instead of why it would. Trump had made the comment Monday while standing alongside Russian President Vladimir Putin in Helsinki. On Tuesday, Trump didn't reverse other statements in which he gave clear credence to Putin's extremely strong and powerful denial of Russian involvement, raised doubts about his own intelligence agency's conclusions, and advanced discredited conspiracy theories about election meddling. Let's listen. So I'll begin by stating that... I have full faith and support for America's great intelligence agencies, always had. And I have felt very strongly that while Russia's actions had no impact at all on the outcome of the election, let me be totally clear in saying that, and I've said this many times, I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, There's a lot of people out there. Uh, There was no collusion at all. And people have seen that, and they've seen that strongly. The House has already come out very strongly on that. A lot of people have come out strongly on that. I thought that I made myself very clear by having just reviewed the transcript. Now, I have to say, I came back and I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript, I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave. And I realized that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious. But I would like to clarify, just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. 
The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. So, just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So, you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. I thought it was kind of awkward. I, I thought it was kind of weak. Our political go-to guy is Carl Calabrese, and he was in studio with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. Number one, he was reading from a prepared text, and he's not very good at that. It's not his style, so you could, you could see that it, it was something that uh, a lot of people had input in and may not have been exactly what he wanted to say, so he was reading from it. And then he got off script a little bit when he was talking about Russian interference, and he said, but, and there could be others. I mean, that, that again, that's classic Trump uh, going back and trying to be a little defensive. So I, I wish it would have just been an off-the-cuff, look, I, I misspoke. Uh, I, I use this word. I shouldn't have used this word. My resolve has not been lessened in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this, this interference is unacceptable, uh, and a lot of Russian activities are unacceptable, and that's what I'm looking to, to deal with with President Putin. Well, that, that would have been a much more effective statement. The, the optics not good with that meeting in Helsinki, but probably especially because it comes right on the heels of what happened over in Europe with NATO, with that uh, meeting with Theresa May, where you said rightfully so, he was tough on them, but when you're tough on your allies and then not as tough on Putin right back to back in the same week, that can help things. No, the contrast was striking. There's no question about that. And as I said, he, he was right to call out the Europeans for not supporting NATO financially as they have committed and for this gas deal with Russia. Absolutely correct. And, and the American people, I think, even people who may not be strong Trump supporters, see the logic in what he did. You know, there, there was a presidential candidate back in the late 80s, uh, Pierre DuPont, who was one of the many Republicans seeking the 88 endorsement. And he said that every politician wants to be in a zone which he called the damn right issues. You state your position, and immediately upon hearing your position, the public says, damn right. And I think, I think Trump was in that zone when he called out Germany for you know, supplying R Russia with capital that they will then use for armaments, and then the Germans will come back to us looking for help. When, when he said that, it was so, so simple to understand, so clear. I, I heard a great big damn right by most Americans. So uh, yeah, I wish we could have gotten that out of the Putin meeting. We're in studio this morning with strategist Carl Calabrese. Uh, Carl, the point that Michael just made, the hysteria over this, the reaction from the opposition, is it over the top? It, it's always over the top. Uh, that's the one weakness of, of Trump's opposition is they have no sense of, of proportion, no sense of balance. They, they immediately go over the top and then over the cliff after they go over the top. Uh, that has been... That has been the modus operandi since this man took office, and I don't see that ending. And in doing so, they weaken their own case. This was a mistake. However, to immediately go from a mistake and to play that advantage, which they could have, to it was treasonous, it was impeachable. Uh, again, they always overreach uh, in, in criticizing Donald Trump, and it plays against them and makes him look more like the victim and just drives 
the support of his supporters even higher because they say, aha, you see, uh, this is the establishment he ran against and beat, and this is why uh, we like him to keep on fighting. So I think they make a mistake because they they are they cannot think clearly with this guy, and he trolls them very well. I mean, he, he with his tweets, he's very effective at getting them to take bait all the time and doubling down and going over the top, whatever whatever. Uh, colloquialism you want to use, but they always do it, and usually it works against them. Well, they could have gone the other routes and followed maybe the criticism that he got from within his own party. It seemed a lot more measured. We heard uh, Kenneth Moten in his piece there saying Trump uh, didn't have the strength to correct himself in front of Vladimir Putin, and somebody texted our text line a little bit earlier saying he reminded them of Obama in that uh, news conference, the way he stood next to Putin, which Coming from some of your own supporters, yes. the last thing you want to hear. No question. I, when you expect to hear criticism from the left, the progressive left, uh, but when you have Newt Gingrich, who has been one of the president's earliest and strongest supporters, uh, say that, and I'll quote him, I wrote it down, uh, the most serious mistake of his presidency. That's what Newt Gingrich said. you got to take that seriously. And I think those were the right words in the right proportions to, to sum up what happened. It was a serious mistake. It wasn't fatal. It wasn't impeachable. It wasn't treasonous. But it was, certainly was a mistake. And so uh, when Newt Gingrich says it uh, as a supporter of Trump, that, that's worth listening to if you're a supporter of Donald Trump. He has said so many times over the last six months, he accepts the intelligent communities representation that Russia certainly meddled in our election. We all know they meddled. They didn't affect the outcome of the election. We reached out to Western New York Republican Congressman Chris Collins for reaction. He's certainly not among the Republicans walking away from President Trump on this one. And he's taken uh, severe steps against them with sanctions, expelled 60 of their diplomats. Uh, he, He has done more than certainly President Obama ever did to hold Russia accountable for their actions on the world stage. But with that said, he has promised, and he did during the campaign, to keep America safe, to make the world safe. And to do that, we have to deal with the real threats of North Korea, of uh, Iran and Syria. And there's only one individual that can assist in making that ever happen, and that's Vladimir Putin who we know is president of Russia for the rest of his life. They don't quite work the way we do. And so when Trump's there opening a dialogue like he's done with Kim Jong-un in North Korea, that's his attempt, like no other president, to to make this a safer world. And when that's happening, you know, you don't put a, a stick in the eye or the knife in the back of somebody, even though you do hold them accountable in meddling in our elections and doing what they've done uh, in, in Ukraine and are involved with North Korea, Iran, and Syria. So, you know, this is Donald Trump, the negotiator, looking at the long game strategically, knowing he's got to work with Vladimir Putin to get results in those three hotspots. Given everything you just said, should the president have maybe taken advice from the Democrats and not went to this summit? Because it seems like it was a lose-lose. Uh, either he's uh, confrontational there and nothing gets done, or what happened happens and he takes the heat back home. Well, no, the, the Democrats are such hypocrites, but it, it, it shows they don't know, you know, frankly, what they're gonna what to do. And that was Obama. If you don't have a dialogue with Kim Jong Un, if you don't have a dialogue with Vladimir Putin, 
then we're sitting on the edge. The world is sitting on the edge of one nuclear power and one potential nuclear power, making this an unsafe world. And President Trump was elected on one promise, you know, to not only make America safe and to do that, make the world safe, you have to have a dialogue. You can't just go lock yourself in a closet and make believe these individuals aren't there. So I think, you know, and when you really think it through, people should be applauding President Trump's outreach, you know, to these, you know, dangerous people, uh, because without that, you know, where does the world stand? Congressman, the president's recent trip took him to Brussels and London and Helsinki. He lashed out at leaders like Theresa May and Angela Merkel. But did it seem that he melted around Putin? Oh, well, you know, he no one could ever say he's melted. He's got the most severe sanctions. He expelled 60 of their demo, uh, of their diplomats and just before he went indicted 12 more Russians in the the uh, election meddling. So anyone who would say he's not standing tough with with uh, Vladimir Putin is just not looking at the facts. And when he went to Europe, he rightfully called out other NATO nations for not paying their fair share. When you look at the debt of our nation, much of that is built on our defense budget, which is keeping the world safe. And these other countries are, are really you know, freeloaders on the American taxpayer and our children who ultimately have to pay that money back. Uh, you know, you've got Trudeau cheating on dairy, soft lumber. Uh, these other countries are used to presidents who are not standing up for America. And President Trump was elected to do that. He is doing that. And he's also working diligently to make this a safer world for all of us. Well, should there be more of a uh, concentration or a focus on optics when the president makes these trips? Because uh, like Susan said, you do have him being very seemingly confrontational with uh, allies like Theresa May and then uh, a little less so with Putin. That's not going to come off great uh, when it is shown on camera. Well, one thing about President Trump, he's not about that kind of optics. Uh, you know, he had a, a, a extended meeting one-on-one with Vladimir Putin. You know, only he and Vladimir Putin know how that went. Uh, you know, I'm confident he, he was very strong in that meeting. And, the, you know, the, this is really the Trump haters, and that's much of the media, trying to, anything he does, they're going to blow out of proportion. Uh, you know, we, we had... Uh, Obama's CIA director now calling what he did treasonous. I mean, talk about an, an overreach, and all you saw on some of the stations yesterday was one after another of these talking heads coming on, uh, you know, about to lose their heads o- over all that Donald Trump's accomplishing as our president. And so we just live in a very strange, you know, 24-7 news cycle where primarily much of the news uh, you know, is, is, is still fighting the election from a year and a half ago. More fallout to follow for sure. And we're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 